Uh, my Hello, name is Eric Beach. Welcome to the podcast. I'm, I'm with I'm here with Dr. Joseph Moya. Um, yeah. Joseph, uh, pleasure having you on. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to uh, to meet with me. I'm, I'm trying to meet with uh, teachers and, and, and people that share knowledge uh, from from a, a broad range of uh, a broad range of teachers. You know, a lot of people from uh, different experiences, different skill sets. Uh, a lot of people selling and offering different types of knowledge. Um, so, so yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, do you do you want to give us a little uh, two minute intro on yourself, Joe? Well, first and foremost, I want to commend you with your opening remarks. Um, trying to meet uh, teachers, trying to meet people, trying to build some sort of community. The problem we have in this world stems from lack of adequate communication. You cannot build relationship with someone whom you don't know. And what you see is that people are groomed with what I call artificial walls. These walls divide people, whether it's in terms of conservative and liberal or black and white or Jewish and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Now, my approach stems from being a privileged position. My parents grew me up and made me to be associated with people from different parts of the world. When I was in high school, my um, my professor Walker, Prof. Dr. Walker was from Canada. I had teachers from India, I had teachers from all parts of the world. I mingled with people from various parts of the world. And within that context, I developed the concept that human beings are by nature good. And within that goodness, there are some terrible things that could be ignited depending on how we deal with our fellow human beings. And what the, um, the artificial wall I mentioned do, or rather do, is that it divides people. And people on one side of the wall only talk against the people on the other side of the wall. And when they see them, they behave as if those, these criticisms, mischaracterizations, somehow outlight outright lies yeah. as if he doesn't do anything and it doesn't work like that. So by way of introducing myself, I will say again, I'm a privileged individual whose parents um, put in the right track where I was able to see people. So there's no boogeyman. I see people for who they are. Uh, we have bad people, good people in all, all spectrums. The question is, are we able to decipher and work with people and get to know people? And my answer to that is no. Sometimes we lie about it, but the fact is that's how we behave. And the reason why I say we lie about it is that I had a well-seasoned professor, highly placed, who wrote an article about how she would go to parent-teachers association and this person she uncovered to be a good friend and she liked, we're talking about second grade, third grade. She will, will be gravitated to that individual 
in the public area during the PTA, the parents will encourage them. Then when you, she went home, the parents would disparage her that this is not gonna be your friend. And so luckily the woman was able to write about it. And these are the type of stories you never hear. And that's how we culture, how we train people to behave, however they behave. Mm -hmm. I believe that we are products of our environment. We cannot divorce the experiences we gather from those experiences, from dad and moms, from siblings, from neighbors, and so on. We cannot divorce it, them from our behavior. We can lie about it, change it to fit into whatever we decide to see ourselves. Yeah. But the reality is, when it comes to actually getting to gut decisions, you have to go there. That's where you tap into in order to make that decision. And oftentimes it's not very good. Now, as far as uh, I'm concerned, I see myself as uh, having been groomed that way. So when I went to school, I went to predominantly white school. And some people will come to me and say, hey, Joe, what, these people like you. I'm like, well, I like them. And <laughs> if they like, don't like me, tough. And I'm not gravitating to people who don't like me. I, I like myself too. So I only go to people whom I think that like me. Mm -hmm. So if we develop relationship and they play with me and we go to cafeteria together and so on, that's good. That's how I was brought up. It wasn't done here. Then if you think of a book titled, Why Are Black Kids Sitting at the Cafeteria Alone? I turn it around and say, the same could be said about white kids who go to cafeteria sitting at a place within themselves because we go to people we are familiar with. Now, if you're a black person and you've seen all kinds of rubbish things that happen to black people, you'll be stupid not to say, well, I don't trust this because this has happened to me and I've seen it. So common sense will say, go to where you feel like comfortable. And we human beings, we are driven to places where we are comfortable, where we, are, we feel like we are liked. Mm -hmm. That's the nature of the East, beast. So when I was in school, my research was on area of diversity. We focus on policies and practices. If, we, if businesses do what we do in area of diversity, the business will fail and will fail woefully. Uh, because businesses will know what their problems are. They will know how could they solve the problem. They come with a number of strategies. And then they may go into trial and error, or they may just through analysis know which one would seem to be most likely to solve the problem. Then they use it. But in diversity, um, some people use it in a different way. Uh, my research showed that when I was uh, doing the research in, in Pennsylvania, you know, some school superintendents would say they have policy on diversity. Then when you ask about what does the policy say or could you define what it is, then you find out I don't, don't know what they're talking about. Then you go to schools, you find out that schools don't even have any idea. I remember a secretary who they told me that had the policy of the school. I'm like, would the secretary take the policy to her home? Well, I repeatedly went to this woman instead of telling me that they didn't have it. They kept 
turning me around. Oh, we have it here. We're going to give it to you here. When they're counting four times, instead of telling me that they didn't have it. Now, you go to classroom, you see teachers who tend to teach through what we characterize them as Eurocentric curriculum. Eurocentric curriculum focuses on European aspect of your perspective. But there are more than other um, areas. There's, um, a there's um, a talk show by somebody who uh, actually her home is about three miles from mine. And the, the talk was, um, the TED talk was about the danger of a single story. Now we have multiple stories. We have to be engaged with one another in order to benefit from those stories if we don't. We don't do this thing. So that's from where I came up with the idea of um, systemic diversity. And besides, I taught diversity courses from undergraduate to PhD level. So I'm well grounded in the area of research, in the area of uh, analyzing human behavior and bringing all those together. And that's actually why um, systemic diversity, to be frank with you, is a gathering momentum that I didn't even realize. Right now we have about 15 people who are in standby by what they want us to do. Some people come for commercial purposes. Some people come for the purpose for which we started Diversity Frontier and we welcome everybody. So I think I'm gonna stop there because I could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We all find ourselves in uh, in different places, and uh, our, our parents brought us up to do different things, and uh, different experiences kind of uh, mold us throughout our life. So, uh, you know, a, a guy here from the states uh, in the north is different than a guy from the south. Is different than a girl from the south. Is is different than a European person, um, and. Uh, all, all these different experiences kind of um, puts puts a box around us. Absolutely. Uh, I was I was watching a, a guy talk about uh, fleas. If you take a fleas, a, a flea can jump, you know, eighteen or twenty four inches in the air. But if you put them in a jar with a lid, a four inch jar, and you you leave them in there for a week or two, and then you take the lid off, those those fleas are conditioned. They'll, they'll never jump that high again. They only jump that four inches. So we get yeah we get conditioned by our environment, you know. So if the if the police are always knocking on your door, then you're always kind of looking over your shoulder. And uh, um, if, if opportunity always comes to you, always expect opportunity to come to you. Um, so we all learn. Everybody learns differently. Uh, everybody teaches differently, and uh, every, everybody is you know, a, a collection of, uh, of their experiences and, and, and the way the world's treated them. Um, but uh, I, I'm here to focus on um, how we can teach people and how we can share knowledge. That, that's, that's my goal in life. That's my mission right now. I, I want to I improve the way we teach and the way we learn. Excellent. Yeah. I, I really, really, really like the way you phrase the statements. Um, you know, I love former president, President Obama, but I disagreed with him when it comes to education. I felt like some people 
that already have what they need were the people who were more apt to getting um, resources. But those who had not even had it, um, sometimes we are not provided with those things. And that's the driver of um, achievement gaps. If you go to our schools, there are schools that the kids are not taught the fun fundamentals. And uh, what I usually talk about is remembering very vividly the former speaker of the house, uh, Mr. Gingrich, when he said that people have um, diploma they could not read. He wasn't wrong. But the question though is, if they have diploma they couldn't read, why is it that they couldn't read it? And that goes to the, to, from my perspective and my research, to the foundational preparation of the students. Some people are trained to think in, in deeper ways and the broad of their thinking is much broader. My wife is a reading specialist. If you go into science of reading, you see that the various dimensions of it are usually criticized students who didn't do miscue analysis, and yet they purport themselves to being able to teach people from different areas. And I know for myself, there are certain terms which when I pronounce, I may not get it the way some other people, as you said, people from the North, people from the South, I may not get it exactly. So if an evaluator uses that as a, a criteria to, to mark me down in context of the meaning of the word, the person will be wrong. But guess what? The person has the power to make that decision, but that's not correct decision because I know what it is. I pronounce it the way I know how. Example, when you say computers here, we say computers. Now, when you say it in other parts of the world, you say something like computer, and somebody will say, what? What? <laughs> Again, it's the same meaning. It's a, you know, if we get to know one another and begin to actually, for instance, say, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm then you respond to that person. Vast, right. vast. So yeah. education has to be into that. If you look at research now, you see, in fact, some of my students will write me and say, Dr. Mwai, did you see this? To the point that there was a, a principal of his school who had a black lady uh, who teaches in her school and the black lady was walking. I saw five, um, males, um, high school males, making disparaging statements about the black lady. And the black lady went to the, the principal and told the principal about it. The response from that principal was, there are kids. I said, what a lost teaching moment. That was a moment you should have gotten those kids, put them on the right track. Yeah. Let them know they cannot do this again. And then get the teacher respected. If you are not respected by your students, how can you teach them? It doesn't right. happen. Yeah. Then did, did they, won't, they, they won't want to or put any effort into listening to what you have to say, right? 
Yeah, because they, they are more thinking about negative aspect of you. Why would they learn something from somebody? What do you uh, what, what, what do you think about like um, like Common Core as an example? Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to to um, to frame my question here, but um, standardized teaching, standardized education. Do you, you think you think we should have more standardized or less standardized education? I do believe that standardization is a good thing. However, people lack knowledge of what it means. Standardization without a substance or foundational aspect of it doesn't work. Let me put it this way. Supposing you have a class and you have students and in that class, uh, I would also venture to say first grade, high school, law school, PhD class in each and every one of these classes, as well as in everything in life. I use a stairway to illustrate. In stairway, say like you have six levels. There are people at the topmost, there are people at the middle, there are people at the last. The reason why people at the last level is perhaps because they had not acquired the skills to function at the level that they may right. be able to right. And, and, and that, that, that's where standardization comes into play right. because if, if I want if I want to take your engineering course and I, I never took algebra, I'm going to be lost. Right. And so right. when they say standardization, standardization right. is about doing calculus but and the, then you haven't learned elementary function. What, what, I think that standardization doesn't work anything you have to develop the ground base then you say you know for this class for you to be to go to the next level you have to get these competencies right and what you, you see is that they don't right. have it that way yeah so that's where i disagree with those who push for standardization and no child left behind is based on what um for my um, yeah, I, I think the, the intent of No Child Left Behind, the, the intent of Common Core was very good. But right. in a way, it handcuffed our teachers and it, it put all these barriers up. Nope, this is how we're going to teach exactly like this, exactly at this pace. But I, I don't believe that's the best way to teach. I think I agree with you because when you say this is the standardized way of teaching, some people will say, well, Certain students learned in certain way. They look at teaching learning styles and other people learn the other way. And for me, I would say based on my experience and my research, that's, that's nonsense. Everyone can learn. The question is, when you get to how a student learns at the time, that's the avenue she, he or she has to learn then there's broad spectrum of uh, ways the person can learn and even learn more effectively. But those ones had not been exposed to the individual. That means you limit the person to misconception that this is how they learn. That some people say, well, African-American, they, they learn by talking and, they, and that's nonsense. Yeah. If you teach them how to, to read, interpret words, comprehend words, Mm -hmm. And the more you read, the more you're able to read and faster you read and sure. comprehend better. But if you are not being provided with, say, books, 
yeah. to do this, it's not gonna work. So let me point out at one one point. Okay. Bill Gates, Bill Gates, um, in one of the articles I read from him, when he said that um, he had three women that were very important to him: his mother, his uh, librarian, and his wife. Well, the librarian was critical for igniting the fire within Bill Gates. People talk about how smart he is, but people didn't tell you about the librarian whom she shared books with. She, she, she gave him the environment to thrive. Exactly. The same as his mother, the same as his wife. Exactly. So, so those three teachers, those three impactful pe people gave him an environment to thrive. Absolutely. Right. And that my argument then was, could you imagine if these poor kids in urban area where they give what they call social promotion with no substance, no preparation to succeed, and it's predictable, you put them in a school, they fail. I recall um, a friend of mine who actually was my mentor in college, um, he was questioning, why is it that we get black and brown people on campus every summer? You see a lot of them everywhere. Then when the semester begins, all of them are flunked out. It's because they were not provided with the fundamentals. They go to school and they consider school as social environment the first time they got out from their homes. So they gotta go on partying, sure, partying, sure, and sure, then sure, they fill sure. exams. Right, but but you know, you you could you could take you could take an infant and malnourish that infant. And uh, that, that kid, you know, because he, he didn't have the, the, the right foundation the first six months of his life, now he'll never be an, a star athlete. You know, he, he'll never have that opportunity. You, you take away a, a, a kid's um, school, if the, if the parent doesn't ensure that his homework's getting done, the parent doesn't ensure he's going to school, the parent doesn't ensure that he's full uh, when he gets to school, he might not learn any of those uh, first, second, third grade basics. Then he gets into middle school, he's lost. Then he gets to high school, he's even more lost. And, and, and then our high schools try to, another thing I, I disagree with our, our education system is, uh, I, I, first off, I don't think academics is paramount. And I don't think college is necessary. I think college is necessary to give me the ability to have a, a, a conversation with you on a specific subject. So if I was a psychologist and you were a psychologist, we might have had to have read a lot of the same textbooks and have a lot of the same vocabulary in order to have a great communication. So without those two degrees, our conversation won't be as effective. But I don't think higher education or academics is paramount to a person's success. You know, I, I couldn't uh, um, agree with you more. Um, I think education is being misconstrued. And especially in this day and age, you can see someone who may be one place and introduced to reading. And the person, you know, deciphering the complex nature of reading and what reading can do for the person. The person can amass a lot of, uh, you know, intellectual uh, know-how just by doing it then you can see some people who are gifted in terms of using their, their hands. Their, there are vocational programs people can do and do better. 
And if you keep saying that everybody, everybody's not necessarily going to be uh, into college, we look at uh, uh, neurodiversity and different aspects of things um, that people should know. Uh, teachers may see a student who may have an ear problem whose ear had never been checked or eye problem whose eye had never been checked. Those are impediments to academic success. And sometimes those impediments are never uncovered and it continues to prevent the person from succeeding, assuming right. that- And they have no idea. They have no they idea. Have no idea. Right. Yeah. I think they have no idea that uh, because they talk like that, because you, 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 you use ebonics or you use bad vocabulary that it, 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 it's a social handicap. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the other thing is that I had uh, a, a friend who was a, a linguistic and the husband was a medical doctor and their kids were groomed into reading. The complex, they, they make reading and the importance of reading, they kind of, they, they, they kind of obliterated the ambiguities associated with all those things. And they taught the kid to be able to read well. Well, there's some also some people who may come from that background, but they're unable to do those readings. So we are different. And as such, we think differently. We are gifted in different ways. But a lot of people go through this world or through their lives without uncovering the wealth, the natural ability they have, because they've been either bottled in that nobody that never came out until they, those people die and that's a disservice to uh, to the establishment of education so i seem to agree with you completely that it's not one size fit all there are many ways to uh, to do education and be effective and build a better yeah, community right yeah so um joe we can't we can't talk forever here um but yeah. Really great conversation. I would love to continue this, or maybe do another one in another month or three, or something like that. What I'm trying to do is build a group. I'm trying to build an education platform. I'm in the process of building an app, and it'll work something like Craigslist does. So you could be a teacher, and if if some of your proclivities were uh, honey beekeeping or uh, linguistics or uh, uh, carpentry, you could offer classes on my app and people could apply to your classes and, and you could become one of their subject matter experts, you know, when, when they have a problem in that area, you know, like, hey, I, I need to go ask a mechanic a question. I need to ask uh, an academic a question. Um, so I, I'm trying to build a, uh, a network of educators. Um, so right now I'm just trying to create buzz, um, trying to get people to start talking about it and uh, try, trying to get people to give me good feedback, um, uh, how they might use it. Uh, and um, I'm trying to take everybody's um, uh, response, recommendations and uh, um, use that to help drive my development. Um, are you, do you use Facebook? I wonder if I can add you to a Facebook group. You know, <laughs> it's interesting. 
my wife uh, created Facebook for me. I, I never went to the Facebook. <laughs> so the answer is actually no, but not that I don't want to be just because I'm not, uh, it's not, it's like, it's not very familiar uh, uh, to me. Right. But um, the SDIG media team, uh, they've created a Facebook. In fact, they say that the Facebook is gathering momentum, but I really haven't just because I've not never not developed the inclination to mm -hmm. go into using it. But I think uh, they've spoken a lot about how good it is. But going straight to your point, I think your your approach is a good one. Um, what I would uh, encourage you to continue to do is to continue to move in the direction you are moving. Um, I would be glad to have you among our educators because we have educators who are interviewed very often. There's one from Belgium and her work was on, um, um, was the time she used um, agile approach to teaching and learning. And I found her approach to be wonderful and is consistent with the cognitive science theory. Um, so those are the type of people whom when you are in um, uh, what I would call uh, interview session, when you are in a kind of panel discussions, and then um, with the kind of points you articulated, those are the things that would drive you. Because I believe that whatever we do in life um, is driven by consumer orientation model. Um, if educators begin to look at education in context of consumer orientation model. They look at what the needs of the students that approaching are, and then design instruction that will be appropriate to those needs. Mm -hmm. Now, if educators or if schools, or if businesses were to do what educators do, or what schools do, they will fail and they will fail woefully. Um, businesses produce goods based on and uh, you know, experiencing based on research, based on deciphering what the consumer needs, and then design their product and services to meet those needs. Um, SDIG is gonna be unveiling tutors. Right now we have about 10 people who've applied and we've actually selected just about seven. Now we are not putting an ad because we know that if we put out, get more people, because our model is based on diversity consumer orientation model. So within the context of diversity, we kind of um, look at every component of it that makes all of us and then tailor the content materials for education to meet the needs of those individuals. And then through that process, you elevate them to a level where you can begin to talk about standard. But if you don't elevate people who are behind, as I illustrated with the stairway, and you leave them behind, and then you come and go to the top and say, oh, this is my standard. Well, to begin with, those people below are not gonna connect with what you're trying to do. Your standard is meaningless. You have to bring them to a, a threshold level before you can begin to talk about standard because from that context, standard will be meaningful, but otherwise it's meaningless. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think individuals and businesses could uh, could could be an instrumental part of education. Um, uh, but 
there's, there's, there's way too many rabbit holes this conversation could go down. Uh, it, it's such a, uh, um, a, a, a personal and uh, very important subject, you know, like how, how we teach people um, and, and what lessons in life we, we, we give people and uh, how we give access to knowledge. You know, like if, if I could teach a person how to be successful in, in the economy, how to be successful in the marketplace, life would be less stressful for that person if a person was able to make their bills, you know, uh, on a core set of competencies, then I just gave them a big cushion, a big safety cushion in life. Let, let me give you an example of what I think would be very helpful to what you are thinking, because I really like how you are framing this uh, discussion. And uh, this is what we are lacking, and we are lacking it big time. Everybody has some sort of chips on, on his, their shoulders, and they feel like they know the, they have the, the answer. Mm -hmm. Now, we have three partners right now, and three of these partners are very good in their areas. One of them, you can, you can Google that one, it says, uh, we connect the dot. We connect the dot is driven by technological, um, you know, like they use like, um, you know, Alexa to design products, to design companies that are being taken by corporations and use it as a means to do some other businesses. Now we have, the, uh, we have uh, Envisage, which has created over 2000 uh, courses. Now, these courses, some of them are like $1,000, but they are looking at number. So they were, through us, able to connect with Polytechnic. And that Polytechnic is really the source of their work right now. The courses that may be 1,000, they reduce the courses like 1,000 to even 400, which is unbelievable to those people that may be able to pay that 400. The, the advantage they have is that the number is just incredible. So with that number, they can make up for whatever uh, the deficiency they, or the, the shortcomings they may be having. And the, the world is becoming that way. Right now, companies can be in wherever they want to be in the world, and they can be able to get the best workers wherever they want to choose those workers. Uh, that's why I still believe that uh, for th there's some debates that are going on that I think are foolish. Say, for instance, people say, well, we're not going to study history because it makes us feel bad. That's terrible. History is past events. We have to understand it. And why do we do that? We study history to avoid the mistakes of yesteryears. But if we say, well, we're not going to study history, that's ignorant, and that's not going to help us. So what you are doing, I think, you could be, um, you could accentuate your level and networking by engaging with like-minded people, people who can help you. We have a program now we're going to be unveiling, that is diversity. Diversity in context of, you don't just say diversity. What is it? In our platform, what I've had instructed them is that if you happen to be a black person, and obviously may have been groomed up in a place where there are only just black people, well, that's fine. You can't go to where you don't know. So the fact that you have those people, the second level is then, you're gonna look at other people 
who will be able to bring people from other sectionalities say in my program this is this is a policy we don't have just white people we don't have just black people it don't have just asian people we want to have all of them and my policy is don't tell me you are diverse like um, the senators who are making decision on women reproductive system and they were 99 men there was no woman so don't tell me you are diverse when what i see doesn't show me that this is diversity i look at some women organizations when i look at it, it's just just white people and i say to them and look stop belittling people's intelligence when you say diverse try at least try bring all people in and that's part of why at sdig um I, while i know that certain, sometimes you may have a particular group having their things but i discourage it i want to i want people to see what we say we are i don't want people to say one thing then when you look what you see is inconsistent with what they say and i call it belittling people's intelligence Hey, um, Joel, I, I have to wrap it up here. I have uh, some family obligations. I got to I got to go pick up some. Gotta, <laughs> go pick up my little ones. I can't. Wait. I know, I know, and I want to sincerely apologize for the uh, they double booked me uh, okay. these days. Now I'm having. Don't like, worry about it. You know, um, yeah. if, if if we don't get a chance to 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 reconnect, um, I want you to just keep driving forward. Um, hopefully one of us comes up with a good solution here and we start solving some of our problems. Well, let me say this before we go. See, when you when you made mention of app, we have Belt Heaven University. They are partnering with Envisage and the Envisage where uh, their president, Dr. Powell says that um, they wanna, they wanna approve our course. We are right now working on a course on diversity. And the course on diversity will give people what I call a roadmap to meaningful diversity, not the whole diversity, the meaningful diversity, which everybody will be engaged in and everybody will know that it's authentic so that when they embrace it, they will see the result right away. So that's the type of thing I think would help in your own and with your technical knowledge in building apps, if you're able to partner with such organization, such as ours, you can see how robust your idea of app could then help to elevate not only SDIG, but also elevate your organization to a stature that um, otherwise may not be got into very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joel, I, I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, okay. uh, I'll, uh, I'll forward you a link once I publish it, it might take me like up to a week to publish this, but I'll forward you a link. I'm, I'm going to share the, uh, the, the face, face, Facebook group here. Okay. If, if you want to join it, it's there on, on Facebook, but it's, it's online player's handbook. If, if you want to find it online, you can, you can join the group and I, I'd accept you. If, you. if you ever want to give me feedback or, or get in touch with me, you can, I'm right on LinkedIn. And if, if I want to schedule a second one, I'll reach out to you. Well, what I'll tell you is that with that, um, if you send it to me, I would probably have our media people because our media people have yeah. the mechanism to do better than I can do. Sure. And so in that way, you know, it would be... We sure, are I, I could share with you on LinkedIn. 
Right. I Would have, that be the best way? Yeah, I have LinkedIn. Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, it has been nice uh, talking with you and I appreciate your patience and uh, coming back after I had uh, <laughs> they've double booked me. I didn't have control of being yeah. in two life places is difficult. at the time. Life, life is, life's hard. Boy, they throw a lot at us, don't they? Yeah. And they, they, you need to be successful. Man, it's really hard. <laughs> it is. It is. Take care, yeah. Joe. God bless. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye.